And that is why we don't talk about the undefeated teams. That's right. The Philadelphia Eagles have just been handed their first loss of the season by the Washington Commanders of all teams. So you are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. Justin, the first time being on in a very long time, at least with me. But man, it has been a long time since we've had the three of us all on together. It's been a long, long, busy semester. But since football is over, we got the whole gang back together. Isn't that great? Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Well, we have a great show planned for you guys tonight. We're, of course, going to lead off with the Eagles falling to the Commanders 32-21. to We're also going to touch on the Bills and Vikings, that unbelievable game, and how it, how it affects the entire league, really, both, NF, both AFC and NFC. Of course, as always, we're going to do our waiver wire pickups through fantasy football as this is our Tuesday episode. The fan box, we're going to talk about – Dark horse teams. So obviously we're leading off with the Eagles no longer being undefeated, falling to the commanders 32 to 21. The Eagles turning the ball over four times today. So I'll start with you, Tuck, since it's been a long time since you've been on the show with me. Um, what do you so does this affect your your uh the way you look at the power rankings now? Are the Eagles now number are they still number one? Uh, to make a long story short, yes, because I believe the Bills Bills lost as well. Um, I don't. I'm not sure how I feel about the Chiefs. If I was to look at it like that, I think the Chiefs would be the number one. If I was to look at it today, but again, in order for that to happen, they faced the Jags, and I'm not really convinced about the Jags. Uh, as of right now, I think it still is the Eagles because they just lost their first game, and it was still a close game up until the final minutes, and they just couldn't get it get it done this time around. I still believe in Jalen Hurts. I still believe in that offense. That defense is still quite good, even though they're still missing a few pieces due to injury. But overall, I think given given some time, I think they could still they're still the top team in the NFL, despite what the loss they just got against the commanders. Yeah. So Tuck, I agree. <clears throat> but I don't know if I call – I don't know if I'm an Eagles fan, if I'm hitting the panic just yet. I mean, I know they were booing their own team in typical Eagles fan fashion, but I, I'm not panicking. And let me tell you why. I have said this on the show multiple times that no matter how good you are, unless you're like the 72 Dolphins or the 08 Patriots, we all know that there's like that one, one or two games that year that you drop – that you shouldn't. There's always that game that you inexplicably lose. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a fact of the league. So if I'm Philly, I'd just say, you know what? Rest up. Get your bearing straight tomorrow now. Or, I mean, not tomorrow, next week. But here's the thing that could, you know, worry me. We've seen it before. How many teams go on a winning streak or start out undefeated, get handed their first loss, and then suck? Then they completely fall apart. You know, the wheels come off and, you know, they just start getting a bad luck. I mean, that's honestly what I think could happen. I mean, you know, they get demoralized. Like, look at the 2015 Patriots. Start out undefeated, lost to Denver, and then all of a sudden just couldn't win again because they got demoralized. 
who could forget what I believe were the 2019 Pittsburgh Steelers started out 11 and 0, got bounced in the playoffs first round. 2020. Oh, 2020. Thank you. So yeah, 2020 Steelers. Like I said, you know, went 11 and 0. Then wheels came off, bounced first round of the playoffs. So Philly, you gotta avoid the demoralization. Use this as bulletin board material. Come back stronger, but but are they still the number one team? I would say so, but Kansas City's a close second. Yeah, you know who else that happened to? The 2019 Patriots. But I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying I'm just yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, well, you can stop saying. Listen, this uh, so this this doesn't really change much for me. I still think the Eagles are one of one of the top two, let's say three teams. Uh, in the league, the Dolphins are cl- are close to being there. Uh, the Chiefs are are among among the top teams as well, and the Eagles de- deserve to be right there with them, along with the Vikings, who we'll talk about in a couple minutes. But it is a little worrying to me. It's a little worrisome to me that it's not just the fact that they lost. They lost to this team, the Commanders, who are in who are in playoff in the hunt for a playoff spot, but. Like they turned the ball over four times, mm-hmm. and Jalen Hurts—he only got sacked twice. It's not like the—it's not like this defense forced them to make all of these mistakes. So they—they they just played sloppy football, and that's kind of—that's kind of how it went. And I also—I I hate to—I want to look at the schedule uh, right here. So they have the Colts coming up, who are no pushovers uh, by their own rights. That's and a Packers. What's up? That's a winnable game. It's very winnable. Most of these games are winnable by by the Eagles standards. But here's here's the here are the matchups that are re- I'm really looking at. They're facing the Titans and the Gi- the Giants twice in the Cowboys. All teams that could very much give the Eagles problems. So they faltered against this team who wasn't even but who just got back to 500. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think this isn't going to be their first loss, and probably won't. And they they'll get a couple more. I think this is this could be one of those teams where, you know, as CJ mentioned, they lose their first they lose their first game, and then once they're cut, the bleeding just continues. And even in their wins, they'll they'll just look it, it'll just not look the same, because there are those teams that go undefeated, and then they lose that one game, and they forgot how to lose. They only know how to win. And that's and they really they haven't had that one team that's punched them in the mouth until Washington here. So I'm I am very I'm very uh I'm very uh curious to see how the Eagles respond here to this first loss because this is going to decide this is going to tell us whether or not this Eagles team is mentally tough enough to be able to to bounce back from such a demoralizing loss because they sh- they should have won this game. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the commanders are not better than the Eagles. I mean, come on, Jalen Hurts has been a league uh, an MVP candidate to this point. So let's let's see what happens here. I I'm re- I'm really con- I I'm not willing to take them out right now. But these next few these next few weeks for them are going to be very telling, especially against the games that I just mentioned. I think you're just a little bit too worried about it because you're thinking it's just the commanders. We also forget this is a division rivalry, so I understand from that aspect. But these teams come prepared to win. It's not like they're pushovers in their own division. 
they actually give good fights within their own division. So as from that standpoint, I don't I'm not surprised that they lost. I'm surprised by how they lost, but I'm not surprised that they lost. They the NFC East always acts like this. When a team's supposed to win, they end up losing. That's just the way it is. Just look at the depth. The Dallas Cowboys' whole existence since 1996, for an example. That's just the way it is in the NFC East. So as like, I know we want to hit like the panic button and be like, they have to get a win to establish like we're still here. I'm not worried about it. I believe they'll beat the Colts because I think the Colts are just a mess that got lucky against the Raiders last Sunday. But again, it is what it is. I think Jalen Hurts is going to reestablish himself and dominate against that Colts defense without Shaq Leonard, who's out for the rest of the season. So, yeah, there goes their leader. And I believe they'll put up, like, somewhere between 27 to 30 points and easily establish themselves back to where they belong. Yeah, we'll just have to see how things go. And we'll see if the, if this team really is uh, in <clears throat> trouble or if this is just a bump in the road. Kind of the same way as we will be seeing with the Bills, who have the Buffalo Bills, who have been a, on a little bit of a – let's say a slump recently, uh, and they just recently lost a game against the Vikings. We're going to talk about that in depth. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, and Justin Tucker here with you tonight. So, the Buffalo Bills have been knocked off from the one seed all the way to the sixth seed in the AFC after a 33-30 loss to the Vikings. So they blew a 17-point lead that was held as late as the end of the third quarter. So about a minute and change left was when was when they was when they had a 17-point lead and blew it and lost in overtime. Josh Allen, four interceptions, five total turnovers in this game, seven times sacked in the last two games. Or, excuse me. So this was, these are over the past two games. Four interceptions, five total turnovers, seven times sacked in the last two games. And if you really want to go back to the last three games, six, six interceptions, seven turnovers. So he he's the play that he's been doing giving he's playing like a, a bomb. Little, little a little sloppy, little sloppy. So here's my question, guys. Should we be worried about the Bills going forward? Are they gonna be okay? <laughs> Who's going uh, first? Justin, you want to go first? No, you can take it away. I went first last time. All right. Uh no, no, I don't think we should worry about Buffalo, but it's time. But I would, I'd say don't worry, but be precautious. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be cautious here because your division 
any I mean, whether it's the Jets, Dolphins, or Pats, anyone can win on any given day. You know, anyone in that division can beat anyone, they can also lose to anyone. That's just how it is. The Jets are like the surprise of the league. The Dolphins have an explosive offense, and the Patriots, while not as good as the others, can still put up a really nasty fight with a solid defense. So so you have a Buffalo. I think they can beat like anyone in their division, but you gotta you really need to be careful. And I think they could beat the Titans in the AFC. And I do think the Titans are frauds a little bit. And I think they can also beat anyone in the AFC North. But yeah, this was just a game. And, and you know, and I think it says a lot more about the Vikings than the Bills. And I mean, look, the Bills got lucky. Let's face it. They got lucky twice during that game and blew it. For example, like they should have put the game away because there are a few errors that favored them. Number one, the Gabe Davis catch, which where even like Dean Blandino and, D- and Gene Steratore said was not a catch. And if you looked at the replay, it was not a catch. And remember when they stuffed Kirk Cousins' QB sneak on the goal line? Remember that? Oh, yeah. It turns out there were tw- Buffalo had 12 men on the field for that play. And the refs missed it. So, yeah, Buffalo, you got away with two big things that could have put the game away for you, and you didn't capitalize on it. Like I said, it's not time to worry, but I do think it's time to, uh, you know, maybe uh, not treat yourselves like as high and mighty anymore. Because this season, everyone's like, oh, well, Buffalo's the clear favorite. Give the trophy to them. It's over. Well, uh, well, it looks like reality's a little bit different. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got to agree with that. I, I ju- it just seems like they've they've fallen back into the mix, and it doesn't. It looks like the top, the the hierarchy, at least the top of it, is very, very unclear now. I could t- there's you could give me one of these teams who are at the top of the AFC or NFC, and you can make you can make a solid case that they are the best team right now. Vikings, Eagles, like we just talked, like who we just talked about, Bills, Dolphins. A lot of teams in there, Chiefs, but like the Bills. Oh boy! <laughs> what? 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 I think I, I think you're missing a name. Oh, yeah. You want me? You want me to mention your Baltimore Ravens? It's I not. Just, I don't need you to. I don't need you to mention. I need you to say it. With if Jets. we're mentioning the Ravens, then we need to mention the Jets. And the Chargers. No, we don't. We beat the Jets. I don't need to mention and them. And the Chargers. Are the, char- the Chargers are 6-3, and three, right? No, they're 5-4. and four. They're like one game behind New England in the playoff standings. Yeah, I'm sorry, though, but you can t- take the Chargers and shove them up your ass. That Whoa. team is just that – team, That team – No, I'm team just saying was. about teams that could – I mean, I mean and the they're are also 5-4, and four, and I mean – That team is injury-riddled. I, I, I'm, we're not – I want to get back to the to – the, I want to get back to the Bills real quick, but that team is injured and their coaching is very, very spotty. But the Bills, listen, it looks like, like especially since the the week prior that when we talked about the Bills in and the Jets in that in that past game, Josh Allen was sacked five times. So I don't even think so. Like the offensive line hasn't been great either. So I don't even think you can just put this on Josh Allen. Listen. There's going to be a lot of elite elite quarterbacks face high-end defenses. It's going to happen. And are you going to be perfect? No. But I expect you to be able to win those games. 
because you, if you are one of the best quarterbacks in the league, like Josh Allen, like Josh Allen supposedly is, you need to you need to find a way to win games against tough defenses, especially at this day and age, which is very much dominated by the offenses. Usually, when the best defense, when the best offense and the best defense face off against each other, the best offense wins. Now, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that can go into that as well, but you're Josh Allen. And I like, listen, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Josh Allen in the, and uh, the MVP candidates. The reason I don't have Josh Allen as my slam dunk MVP guy, at least I didn't have him a couple weeks ago. I definitely don't have him now is he has trouble with accuracy. Sometimes he doesn't like, he doesn't throw the ball. Like it's not like he's Jameis Winston, but for an elite quarterback, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Brett Favre or or to a lesser degree Peyton Manning. Like he's a guy where he yes, he's elite, he's one of the best in the league, but he still turns the ball over a lot. And Peyton Manning and Brett Favre each only got one ring. That's still going to be Manning good. Is if he two. Gets, well, I'm talking about the players getting the ring. Oh, snap. No, Peyton Manning has two. Yeah, he has he has two, but that Broncos defense, man. Just yeah, saying. that's fair. He twenty four points, seventeen yeah. were on him. Yeah, yeah. He was a game manager. There's nothing wrong with that, but it it wasn't vintage Peyton Manning. That that's 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 another debate for another time. Still, yeah. I'm just saying, Peyton Manning and Brett Favre's play styles didn't work as well in the postseason, it didn't they were these guys who can rain the ball down on you with 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 complete firepower but when it comes to the postseason when you're when that all the chips are pushed to the middle of the table they weren't able to do it they weren't they were able to do it a little bit every dog has a has its day and josh allen one day might get might get a might get a ring but you need to be able to win against these against these great defenses the Jets, they should have – that's a game you need to win. I'm sorry. I know the Jets are going to give you fits. They're going to have their five sacks on you. That's I understand. I completely get that. But you still need to find a way to win in those games, in those tough, tough games. All the great quarterbacks have been able, have been able to do that. You need to figure that out. That's kind of my take there. And listen, they're going to they're gonna be okay. Like, they'll still be – among the best in the league, but they're just in the mix. They're in the mix. It, they're just one of the, they're one of the teams at the top. We can't give them that top spot right now because their quarterback keeps on turning the ball over and he can't win games where he gets punched in the mouth. He's not, he's not winning in the face of adversity. So that that's kind of a, that's a bit of a red flag for me. It is. All right, I guess it, I guess it's my go. First things first, there were so many things I want to touch on, but since we're talking about the Bills, I'll just leave it at that. So sorry, Chargers, and sorry, Peyton Manning. I can't defend you guys today. So let's go straight to the Bills. What you guys have been saying is correct. We shouldn't worry about the Bills as much as we should have. But here's the thing. I'm worrying about the Bills. Yes, sir, Josh Allen has been a turnover machine. He's been abysmal when you need him the most. He is god-awful in the clutch right now. And I don't understand how. It's ridiculous how you guys have it in the bag against Minnesota. Y'all should have won that game handedly. 
True. Your defense stood tall, even though there's 12 men on the field. I mean, that's a little cheating, but at least y'all got away with that. Next play, Josh Allen, under center, fumbles the game away. Fumbles the game away. Touchdown, Minnesota. They take the lead. Now, Josh Allen is so still so clutch that he was able to tie the game and send it to overtime. Vikings take the lead. Josh Allen does what he does, leads them down the field. Think he can get the job done? Oh, no. Interception. Game over. Ha, ha, ha. Minnesota wins. Buffalo loses. Josh Allen has been playing awful. I don't understand how. I don't understand why. When I remember watching him against the Jets, there was one play in particular. I think it was, like, one of the plays when he threw a deep, like, after he threw a deep to Stephon Diggs against Sauce Gardner to open the game up. A few plays where he, like, deliberately throws it to the defender in the flat and gets the ball intercepted. I don't know what he sees at times to Adam's credit about accuracy. I just don't know what it is, what he sees. I don't know if he thinks he can fit it in. I don't know what it is, but at times it feels like the obvious throw is somewhere else and not where he's throwing it to. And that's where most of these turnovers, I believe is coming from. Now, with that said, as a whole, I don't think they have too much to worry about even though the Dolphins and the Jets are hot on their tails, I believe if they can finish out strongly, I believe they'll still be able to hold on to the division. Will they still be the number one seed? We will see. But I still think Josh Allen needs to fix the mistakes that he's making in order to keep this thing going. And I believe he was injured, so I'm giving him a little bit of a little bit of leniency, but he was still able to play, and he was still able to throw the ball as effectively as he they said before, and they said he was 100%. So there's that. Yeah, they said he was 100%, and I'm sure, and I'm sure he was fine. And literally, like, the, the play after um, that he injured his elbow against the Jets, he threw, like, a 70-yard dot to Gabriel Davis, and Davis couldn't haul, couldn't haul it down. Well, it was also a little high, but still, he was able to throw that far, so clearly I think, he, I think he's all right, but – I guess I'll give him a little leeway there because it's going to be a little sore, and you just can't—you just got your teeth kicked in by that Jets defense five times sacked, five. Yeah. That is a lot, mm-hmm. especially since they, the Bills' offensive line is pretty solid. So, like, so I'm sure he's not used to that. But still, like I said, if you are one of the best in the game, you got to figure out—you got to figure out ways to win games like this. The shootouts. The defensive rock fights, you got to win those games. You know, I like the, the reason why I love, I'm starting to really, really gain respect for Patrick Mahomes is even in the toughest of situations, he finds ways to win games. He he wins and he, it's incredible. He's doing more with less. I've seen him win again against defensive defenses that really, really put him on his ass. But they he still win, wins these games. In every single season he's started in his career, he's made the AFC Championship. Every single season so far. Wow. And he's in his he, he's only been in the league for what? 4 or 5 years? Quick around math. It. Yeah. I want to well, say 6. Somewhere around there, but every single year. So 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. That's like 20, like four four seasons starting. Pretty, pretty, pretty good stuff. Josh Allen, on the other hand, just one in that span. Mm-hmm. One. 
just sorry. You gotta you gotta find ways to win those games. That's kind of my takeaway. Josh Allen, he is he's proven to be a very very good quarterback and among the best in the league. But what's gonna what's gonna separate you from the best from all the other guys? You gotta win those games. Gotta win those games, and you can't turn the ball over. But I do want to move on to the other the other team in this matchup, which was the Vikings, who had a huge win over the Bills, and it helped them to maintain their spot as the number two seed in the NFC. And what it could mean for them in the power rankings. We'll get to that next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Adam Wright here, CJ Medeiros, and Justin Tucker. So, on one end, the Bills had a, a, a tough loss there, 33-30. to 30. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, the Vikings had pretty good win there, 33-30. to 30. And they hold their spot and maintain pace in the NFC and are just basically a decision maker. Uh, away from being the one seed over the Eagles since the Eagles just lost. They fall to 8-1. and one. Vikings improve to 8-1. and one. So it's all just based on the de- based on the decision maker because the Vikings lost to the Eagles earlier on this season. Their only loss of the year. Mm-hmm. But could we potentially now see the Vikings as the team to beat? What do you guys think? In the yeah. NFC... Uh, hey Justin, you want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take this one. If you want to say based off the of last game against the Bills that you can see them as the number one seed, yes. If you want to say the totality of the season, no, because the Eagles are still right there and they still beat the Vikings. They're the only loss of the season for the Vikings. So yeah, the uh, the Eagles in my eyes are still number one, especially in the NFC. They can be number two, especially since they just beat the Bills, who I saw as the number two team. And, yeah, overall, I see the Vikings as the number two team right now because of all that they've done. And Justin Jefferson is a dog right now. Saw that 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 catch on it. Oh, man. But overall, top to bottom, yeah, I think they're the number two team, but I don't think I don't think they've overtaken the Eagles just yet in my eyes. Yeah, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm with Justin. Uh, you know, Philly did beat the Vikings, you got to remember. And I feel like these coming weeks will be a great indicator on, you know, how seriously we should take Philly. Because if one loss is all it takes to make the wheels fall off, then obviously I'll go with the Vikings. But the Vikings are easily the best hands down in their division. And I would say they're the second best in their conference. League-wide, they're probably like three or four. But yeah, I I totally believe that 
The Minnesota Vikings are a team to watch. Maybe they could make like a sneaky good playoff run. And if Kirk Cousins can limit the mistakes and keep feeding Justin Jefferson, there's really no telling like what they're going to be able to accomplish. Yeah, listen, Vikings, they've won seven in a row here. Seven straight since that loss. The only loss being to the Eagles, who are, I mean, they're arguably the best team in the league right now. So that's their only loss. You could say, okay, okay. You can understand why they lost that game because the, the Eagles are the Eagles are one of the best. So that being said, the Eagles are like I, like we said in a couple segments ago, the Eagles are still right there. They may have lost a game, but upsets happen. Upsets happen. You can't no one go there's a reason why there's only been two game, two teams in the history in the league that have gone undefeated. And that was 16 and 0 when it was a 16 uh, 16 game season in 2007. And back in the 70s with the Dolphins when it was 14 games in the uh in a season so it's hard it's hard are we really going to hold it against the eagles that they that they lost one game against a team that is in the hunt it's not like this is a bum team they have talent the commanders do have talent and they've been winning ever they've been winning games ever since taylor heineke took over at quarterback over carson wentz but like the the vikings are right there with them they are they may have lost and it was not that it wasn't it wasn't particularly close against the Eagles, but if they face them again, I could I wouldn't put it past them that the Vikings could put out pull out a victory there. They're they're right there with them. They have their their receiver their receivers are much better. I think Justin Jefferson's a better receiver than AJ Brown, and Adam Thielen is right there with Devontae Smith at this point at the this point in their careers. Devontae Smith could be a really good uh, really good wide receiver down the road, but. Thielen is still right there. Um, ju- just the Eagles still are more well well rounded. Their defense is ferocious. In the Vikings' defense, the, the the big difference from this year to last year and the year before that is for the Vikings is that the defense isn't horrible like it has been in the past. It's pretty good now. It's a it, like it's it's a solid defense. But it's you can't look at them as one of the best in the league like the Eagles, and the Eagles also have one of uh, one of the best offenses in the league. Just all around, they're a be- they're a better team. Um, the the offense I would say matches up fairly close, but all around, Eagles are still right there. But the Viking the Vikings, I I I think they're going to, they're going to have a good season, and it depends on. Just how well Kirk Cousins can play down the stretch, I don't think I don't think he can play that well. Um, in the in the he's big a top games. ten quarterback. He's a you think he's a top ten quarterback right now? He's a top ten quarterback. If some of these top ten quarterbacks we had at the beginning of the season are not playing as good as they should, yeah, I guess he would, he'd be on the lower end of that top ten. We'd have to li- we'd have to name out our top tens, but yeah. based on his statistics. I mean, it's not it's not great, and I know you have to give it the eye test. Fourteen touchdowns, eight interceptions, uh, twenty three hundred yards. So those are good numbers. Those are all those are all right, but like you got to limit the turnover. Inter- eight interceptions for a quarterback who's kind of supposed to limit the mistakes. So, yeah, I guess he's top ten. I would say I would say he's top ten. 
Y'all need to stop disrespecting this man. Y'all know he's top ten. Y'all just don't want to give him the credit he deserves. Yeah, this think, season he's top ten. I'll I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I just think over the course of his career, he's been very, like statistically, he he looks good. Statistically, he looks really good. But when you give it the eye test, and when you look at him in big games, it doesn't look good. I think last week was a big game for him. He did well enough to win that game. Yeah, it was a regular season game, but it was it was big by I guess his standards. Stop, stop. Let's move on because we're just not going to agree about Kirk Cousins. Yeah, all right, sounds good. All right, well, next we're going to hit on our week eleven waiver wire pickups. That is next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. We have reached the Fumble Rooski Fantasy Fix, which means on Tuesdays we have our waiver wire pickups. So week 11, here we go. So for running backs, we're going to pick up Rashad White and Isaiah uh, Pacheco. For wide receivers, we have Christian Watson and Kadarius Toney. For tight ends, we have Jawan Johnson and Foster Morrow. For quarterback streamers, we have Daniel Jones versus Detroit and Jimmy Garoppolo at Arizona. For defense streamers, we have Giants versus Detroit and Broncos versus Las Vegas. So there you have it. That is our week 11 fantasy waiver wire pickups. Hard to believe we're already at week 11. Time flies when you're having fun. For you guys who are fighting for a playoff spot, good luck to you. Hope these waiver wire pickups work. Try to listen to us. We'll see if it works out. And if it doesn't, it's if it doesn't work out, it's not our fault. <laughs> Kidding, you can blame us if you want. Um, but yeah, there you have it. And coming up next, we've got the Fumble Rooski fan box where we asked you guys for some dark horse play uh, teams. Who could make a playoff run here? This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Touchdown! Unbelievable! 
This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88, Secret Weapon Consulting, Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. So we have reached the fan box portion of our show. So we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week was, what Dark Horse teams could make a playoff run? So uh, Ian Mulhern said the Giants. Giants are an interesting one. So 7-2 and two record, that is something that can't be ignored. Um, I just wonder about Daniel Jones. That's the only question. And most of their most of their offense is generated through Saquon Barkley, and he is back to his old self. Just he has a history of getting hurt over and over and over again. It happens a lot. So if their playoff success fringes on Saquon Barkley, that's going to – that's I don't know. That's going to be hard. Uh, Grayson Mortimer said the Bengals. So the Bengals are a team who theoretically on paper improved over the offseason, yet they're facing the same issues they had last year. Can't keep their quarterback back uh, on his feet, but they're having trouble with um, – yeah, they're, they're having trouble with that. With that. When, they, when they added pieces to that offensive line that would – I would assume it, it would have made it, you know, one of the better offensive lines in the league, but it's just not. So they've been doing better of late, but five and four. So they've they made a they made a run last year, so they could do it again. Over um, our dead body. Okay. Over our dead body, they make another run. Or over your injured oh, body. I'm talking about the Ravens. <laughs> Before We're going to injury ball the life of the Cincinnati Bengals. Don't, don't come around this way. No, sir. Hey, how's you Rashad are... Bateman doing? Out for the season, I think. Yeah. That's hmm. – Better hope uh, Devin Duvernay is that man. <laughs> Eli Turner said maybe the Colts. <laughs> so they have a long way to no. go in order to if, – if they did – if the if the coaching – if the coaching change did work and, cha- and move and uh, – uh, uh, turn things around, then they are going to have they they have a long way to go if they're going to do it. Um, but they yeah. have the talent to make to at least possibly make the playoffs. No. Um, Diego Huertas said, "Patriots, they always find a way." Not until we get our offense straightened out. I was about to say they if they're going to yeah, the if they're going to do too. anything, if they're going to do anything. It's going to depend on that, uh, on the offensive scheme, and how they work with their soft, their now sophomore season quarterback. Because, like this guy, this is a big year. This is supposed to be where he's supposed to ma- be making strides, and we're seeing quite the opposite for Mac Jones. So not looking good there. But I hope I'm a Patriots fan. So if mm-hmm. if they do find a way, then that'd be pretty freaking awesome. Uh, Isaac Zonana said, "Fins are obvious." Welcome. I think the Vikings could make a huge run. So we already touched on the Vikings this year. They, they're they're in the mix. They're in the mix. Um, the Dolphins are a team 
that really has it all. Mm-hmm. Really has everything they need. Their coaching looks really good. Their personnel on both sides of the ball is solid. Their defense is it could perform better than it's capable of. But yeah, I th- I, I see both of those teams possibly making a run here. Um, Derek Hool said, "NFC is wide open and not enough steam behind the Vi- uh, Excuse me, behind the Seahawks." Mm, yeah, but again, Geno Smith. None of the other teams look good either. Yeah, which is why, which is, I, which is why, I think the I think Seattle might come out with this division, um, unless one of those teams in the in the division, uh, the the other teams in the division makes a run. But Geno Smith has looked pretty good, so I think it's going to fringe on whether or not Geno Smith can keep doing what he's doing. He's playing better than he's capable of. So if he keeps doing that, especially with the team around him, good young talent that's mm-hmm. playing out of their minds, if he can hold up, hold down the fort, it's possible. Um, Might be. Patrick Williver said, Indy is an absolute dark horse with a new coach. And bonus take, they get a home playoff game. Um, over the Titans? Yeah. The Titans are six and three. Yeah, that's and, not but they're not. I don't know. And the Colts are four, five, and one. Yeah. So if they're going to do that, they have to. They're going to have to. They have to make up a lot of ground. They have to win a lot of games, and they have to hope the Titans on the other end are losing games, which is going to be tough because they're getting healthy again. Traylon mm-hmm. Burks is back. Ryan Tannehill's back. Robert Woods eventually is going to find his old form. I believe I so. he is going to find his old form, whether that's at the end of the, whether that's towards the end of the season or next season. I hope he's he going he, to get back to that. He's he's not old enough so that he's he's not he's just going to be a shell of himself. But uh, William Mantle said Jets will make the AFC Championship game. You heard it here first. So the Jets, who are they beating? The Jets, so the Jets with a first round quarterback, a great defense in the AFC Championship, actually went pretty well together uh, last decade. Towards the towards the beginning of it. Yeah. They made back-to-back AFC Championships with Mark Sanchez. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, pretty good defense, and they had some pieces on offense. Kind of the same as this team, so I wouldn't put it past them. They'd have to pull some crazy upsets during the postseason. Like, they're going to have to be legendary upsets. Um, because they're going to have to win a couple games. It's going to be an uphill battle, and they're probably not. I don't. They're not going to host a, any playoff games, so they won't have home field advantage on their side. But defense travels, so we'll see. We'll see. It's possible, but I wouldn't. I also wouldn't put any money on it either. Uh, uh, Mallory Kleppel said, "Duh, Bears with about four A's." So the Bears, no. probably not. But there, what I what I was if I'm a Bears fan right now, I'm pretty I'm I'm encur- I'm I'm encouraged with how um, <clears throat> with how Justin Fields is playing lately. Yeah, like there was the possibility people were thinking he's a bust. I don't think he's a bust anymore. Actually, I I never thought he was a bust. I've been holding out hope, but he's been playing really well. And if that team can around them could get better improve personnel in uh, 
at on the defensive side. Uh, get him, get him some protection because he's now the most sacked quarterback in the league, even more than Joe Burrow. Yeah, they're going to need to to surround him with some pieces, but it looks like they found the guy at quarterback. Just they just have to make sure he doesn't get killed uh, before they're able to to uh, be a contending team. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably not this year. And plus they're three and seven, so that's it's too much, too much to overcome. Zachary Stilson said the Commanders. They're only 500. If, only if Taylor Heineke is at quarterback. And I but wouldn't yeah, put he's it not past. playing well either. I don't care who's at quarterback. They're playing pretty well. They've been I don't, I'm cool. not. They've he, been I mean, the NFC is wide open, so they could sneak in. But not the NFC East, unfortunately. Oh, that division is stacked. They're not gonna win it. They're not gonna win it, but they can Yeah, not the division, in. but make a pl- make the playoffs, sneak in, win a few games. They can again. It depends on who they face in the NFC. Because if they face someone in the East, I give them a chance. Yeah. All right. Landon Weber said Seahawks. So we talked. We touched on them a couple minutes ago. But that's a that's a team. It like I said, it really depends on Geno Smith. And I'm really afraid that at some point this season, or during the playoffs, Geno Smith is going to turn back into Geno Smith. I just feel like it's going to happen. There's no way you can you you are a quarterback like you are for close to a, pretty much a decade, and then you just turn into for an entire season like the next coming of Russell Wilson. It happened. I just don't. I like I can, maybe it'll last the whole regular season, but how could it? How could it keep going through the postseason? If there's a will, there's a way, and somehow, some way, he's finding it out. He's making killer throws. Oh yeah. Yeah, remember when we thought Drew Locke was going to be the starting quarterback that this season? Who could have seen Geno Smith being like a top ten quarterback this year? Like though? killing it this year. I didn't. That wasn't on my bingo list. Nah, he was. He's not surviving out there. He's thriving. Thriving. We talk about yeah. We talk about quarterbacks who are top ten. That's top ten. Oh yeah. Maybe over Kirk Cousins too. He's having a better year than Kirk Cousins. I yeah, think. I would put him over Kirk Cousins. Yeah, right, right. now. Yeah, we're yeah. up against the clock here. Trayson Coombs, I believe it's Coombs, uh, said Jets again. We we touched on the Jets. Jets are a team that can't. They're a true David to any Goliath. They're going to have to pull pull some upsets, but I can see it happening. It's a yeah. possibility. It's possible. Um, Connor Fallon said the Bears. Again, Bears, I just don't see it. Three and seven, you can't do it. I'm sorry, especially in that division. You have to leapfrog so many teams. You're last. I'm sorry. I don't see it. But maybe in a couple of years since I do, do believe you found your quarterback. All right. Well, guys, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.